it's about that time. Thank you so much for downloading today's episode of Carl Weiss Houses. My name's Carl Krenzel, your host here today, here to help you with your real estate questions. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to go ahead and download today's podcast. Today, what I'd like to talk with you about is should you buy a house now or should you wait? You know, I've really been putting an awful lot of thought into this and and I wanted to share a couple thoughts with you today and, and I don't want to take up a lot of your time, but but I've just had a lot of this this on my heart and I've just wanted to share this with you and, and maybe I'm just full of crap, right? Maybe Maybe this is just one of those episodes where you just completely skip it and forget it. But I wanted to share something with you that, that, that's been on my heart and I hope means sense to you, right? Or makes sense to you. So I've been kind of, I've been kind of, I don't know, confused, right? And this is just me talking to you and I know nobody listens to this podcast, <laughs> but I've been thinking, you know, is this really the right time to buy a house? I mean, as a real estate agent, you know, how can I, as a realtor representing people, say that, is this a good time to buy or sell a house? You know, part of me says, no, this is a horrible time to buy a place. And then there's the other part of me that says, what are you kidding? The interest rates are low. The terms can be great. What, what are you talking about? And so there's this inner dialogue that goes through my head and maybe you've been there, and, and I'm betting that you have. And if you have, well then, if you'll indulge me for just a couple moments, I'd like to share with you some of the things that are going on in my head, and my thoughts, and, and maybe my reactions on, on what I would do or what I would recommend to people when they're trying to decide if you should buy a house or not. So first, let's talk about this from the pro position, so to speak, right? I mean, there's certainly some, some, some definite advantages to buying a property right now, right? I mean, if you can buy a property, let's say on an owner carry back where you can make the terms make sense for everybody. Well, that makes to me, that seems to make a lot of sense, right? I mean, if you could buy a property with an extremely low interest rate with a reasonable amount of down payment, and everybody would be happy with that, well, why wouldn't you, right? It seems to me like owner financing would be mutually advantageous to not only yourself, but the seller who you're purchasing the property from. Another pro, if you will, is if you weren't able to do any kind of seller financing, you know, if you were able to buy a property that's maybe the home you're planning on dying in, I mean, you weren't planning on ever selling this home. And, and you could get it at an extremely low interest rate. You know, let's say you're buying a house, I don't know, $400,000 or whatever. And you're able to get the interest rate so low that it's just, the payments are ridiculous. Well, I mean, so long as you don't go overboard on the price and so long as you don't go crazy trying to improve the property, you get the best house in the best neighborhood or whatever. I mean, I think if you if you've, if you've bought correctly with low interest rates, well, yeah, I think that's that's probably a good idea too, right? I mean, because when the interest rates go up, and they eventually will, 
Well, then you're going to be paying back that that house that you bought on lower on money that's not worth as much, right? I mean, if the interest rates go up, it's going to cost people more dollars to pay the same thing it cost you. It's just the financially just makes sense, especially with the with the inflation that's coming, right? I mean, you're going to be paying with dollars that that are worth less to the seller or to the actual lender, so it works out best for you. So that makes sense, right? Another pro, as I think about it, when you're trying to think about buying a property, should you or should you not buy a property? You know, another pro, as I think about it, is that right now uh, you can actually you can actually find a property if you're diligent enough that you could probably work a halfway decent deal with a seller. You know, oftentimes, you know, at my website at carlbuyshouses.com, I, I have a lot of people who are contacting me. You know, they've got properties that they want to sell for one reason or another. And, and they don't always work for me as an investor, but they certainly would make a pretty good deal for somebody who's looking to buy and live in them. And so I have to think that there's people out there who are just talking amongst their friends, going on Craigslist. You know, if you if you spend a little bit of time just talking to that person individually, I bet you could probably work a pretty good deal. So I guess depending on the terms, right, that you purchase the property at, I guess it determines uh, depending on on the time that you just spend, depend on on staying in the property, and then finally, I guess uh, the method by which you located the property. I mean, if you if you purchased the property directly from the seller and you were able to work out a really good deal, well, gosh, that's that's a pretty good win too. But let's let's turn for a minute and think about the potential negatives. Well, you know, one of the things I think that's 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 obvious, the first thing I think about is the massive amount of unemployed people. Uh, that really concerns me. You know, when I think about all the unemployed people right now, I have to think to myself that these are people who are not going to be participating in the economy. They're not going to be producing goods and services. And because of that, that's an economic recession, which leads to depression. You know, it took over 10 years to gain those jobs. 10 years of time of, of, of businesses growing and debt, debt spending, right? And after 10 years, we lost all those jobs in less than four weeks. What does that tell you about the strength of our economy? That, that, that fundamentally tells you, at least from my perspective, that a lot of those people who were working, those 40 million, they had jobs that weren't necessarily uh, full-time career-type jobs. Many times it was multiple jobs. You know, having one job in the afternoon, then another job in the evening. I mean, all kinds of different things that they're doing. You know, another thing that concerns me is the savings rate. Oh, sure, now there's savings that's 30% more, according to Chase Bank. But, you know, the reason why is because people are confined in their home. They can't spend. Plus, honestly, I think a lot of people are keeping some of the money because they're a little, they're a little concerned about what's going to happen in the future. Another thing that concerns me is this massive amount of money printing. 
you know, all the trillions of dollars that have been printed up, that creates inflation. That's that's inflation in and of itself. And, and it makes the goods and services that you're going to buy six months or, or even now more expensive. Maybe your milk, maybe your eggs, maybe your gas, maybe those things are more expensive right now. Reason why? Well, because there's nobody that's producing the goods and services. Everything we we use, we import from China or Vietnam or Thailand or other places. Well, global trade and supply has been halted right now. And Americans don't really have the factories, the, 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 the goods and services that we create for ourselves. And, and when we do, they're very expensive because of regulations and government, you know, government uh, regulations. The, the, the whole problem is that right now, a lot of people are out of work. They're not producing any goods or services, and the money is coming from the government fast and heavy. So when you have less stuff, more money, then the price of everything goes up. That's why your homes are more expensive. The interest rates are going down. You know, they're, they're kept artificially low to stimulate you into buying a property. And, and you think to yourself, well, gosh, if I buy a home, the interest rate's only 2.5% or 3 or whatever it currently is, and you're able to finance this huge, beautiful home for, I don't know, $1,500, $2,000 a month. And you're banking on the fact that you're going to keep your job. So when I think about the cons, I think, you know, in, in light of all these other circumstances that are happening around you, I, I'd be concerned about your job. How's your job? Are you financially certain that your job is such that you're going to be able to take an economic hit? What if you get furloughed? What if you have to take a pay cut? Oh yeah, sure. The house sounds great right now. A beautiful home sounds wonderful. Is it worth your marriage? I mean, most marriages end over finances. And if you've got a house payment you can't pay because you lost your job or whatever, well... I can't tell you how many times I've seen people lose their marriages over stupid fights over finances. And maybe you have too. It's something to consider. You know, renting, I get it. It's not sexy. It's not quote unquote the American dream. But is having a foreclosure and a, and a divorce, is that your American dream? I don't know. Here's another thing I, I think about. What if? I mean, currently it's a seller's market. I mean, sellers can go out and call the shots and, and say what's going to happen and, and command the price. And there's multiple offers and there's, and there's, there's higher than above asking price sales prices. I mean, there's all kinds of craziness going on. There's escalation clauses in, in contracts. There's, I mean, all kinds of stuff. And it reminds me, frankly, of 2008 in many ways. Oh, sure. There's, there's not people camping out at the, at the, uh, at the building sites. There's not people looking for uh, a lottery ticket for the, for the, the home builder site. No, it's not any of that craziness, uh, but there's certainly, you know, 20, 30 multiple offers on a property or there's 20, 30 offers on a property. There's, there's people paying 20, $30,000 over the asking price. 
I mean, it's, it's, it's getting crazy. And many realtors out there right now are excited and happy because this gravy train is just perfect. But what happens when all this money stops, when all this stimulus ends, when all this eviction foreclosure protections, when all that stops, then what happens? At some point, you're going to see, you know, people start to sell their homes. And they have to. Whether it be landlords because tenants aren't paying or homeowners because the house is too big and they want to move to Montana somewhere. Who knows, right? But for whatever reason, you're going to start to see a lot of people putting their homes on the market. And when you do, that's when it starts to shift from being a seller's market into a buyer's market. And a lot of agents, a lot of people aren't really accustomed to that. They don't know what to do and when to buy when that happens. The worst fear I think most people have is buying at the absolute top of the market and then having everything go to pot the next day <laughs> or the next month, right? I mean, that certainly would be a fear of mine. I buy properties all the time, don't get me wrong, but this is what I think about when I buy properties. Okay, so what do we do? All right, let's give some practical tips, right, before I let you go. Well, okay, if you're, if you're planning on buying a property, think about, A, the terms that you're buying it under, right? Are they favorable terms? Are they good terms? It, I mean, I'm, it doesn't have to be a robbery where you have to wear a mask to, to hide your identity. No, I mean, it has to be fair for you. It has to be fair for the, the seller. But is, is the terms good? Are the terms fair for you? Or is it more leaning one side towards the seller? Are you paying more, more than the asking price? Are you in a multiple offer situation? In which case, if that is your, your, where you're at, well, then you have to ask yourself another important question. How badly do you want this house or property or whatever it is you're buying? I mean, if you can, if you can logically walk away from a property and not be attached to the outcome, well, then you're going to be in a significantly better place mentally to negotiate. But if you've got your cards on the table and all you want is that house, no matter what the case is, no matter what the, whatever you got to do, guaranteed, you're going to overpay for the house. In which case, you need to be prepared to stay in that home for a very long time. Another thing to think about, right? Another decision to make for you when you're deciding to buy a property. Think about the price that you're purchasing it at. What is the price relative to the history? If it's new construction, chances are you're paying more for new construction than anything in that area has ever been sold for. And just like a new car, you're not going to get that money back out. So think hard about how much you're willing to pay and how that interest that, that, that affects with the interest rate. Because again, the interest rate can be beneficial to you. If you're planning on staying in the property for a long time and you're able to get it at a decent price and the interest rates are very low, then that's a pretty good deal too. And then finally, I would, I would really suggest that you take the time and I'm not saying that you, you shouldn't use realtors. Realtors are very good. Don't get me wrong. I'm a realtor. I'm a broker myself. But, but look, take the time 
to perhaps look in your circle, look in your church, your synagogue, your, your, your mosque, wherever you were, I mean, wherever you go, whatever you do, wherever your circle is, a Starbucks or whatever, right? And talk to the people in your life who might have property that they're interested in selling because believe it or not, that's where a lot of your, your possibilities might be. People who know you, like you, trust you already, if they've got a property that they're willing to sell, they're going to be more willing to sell it to you under terms that are more favorable, at a price that's more reasonable, and you know what you're getting, who you're dealing with. And that is a really good way to buy a property during COVID-19. Guys, I hope this was helpful. If it was, share it with a friend. Share it with somebody you love. Tell them that uh, that you hope it will give them some some uh, some good news, some good advice in this. Guys, thank you for liking, rating, subscribing, and as always, have a powerful sales day. Bye bye.